Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Hey everybody, welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat Podcast. Today's topic, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Chief Executive Officer, the CEO, SMS Speak, the Accountable Executive. How do we really sell this to the CEO? It's not always an easy sell, but sometimes we have to speak the right way uh, when talking to the CEO. We've talked about it in several podcasts. Leadership is key to culture and ultimately towards productivity, also longevity and how people are committed to the organization. So leadership is important, and that's why trying to do anything on the magnitude of a safety management system without leadership support is going to be difficult, if not downright impossible. You need leadership backing and support so that it works. Um, safety management can be work can be implemented simply in any organization, but for it to actually work and work effectively, leadership is key. We need to talk to our leaders about having a safety management system. A lot of us do, and, and sometimes we have the argument, well, you know, it's required or it's going to be required by, you know, regulations, which has a pretty good punch to it, or, you know, it's required by one of the industry standards, which doesn't have as big of an impact. But it comes down to the leader says, well, why do we need to spend more money and resources and time for providing preventing something that we haven't had and we seem to be operating safe and we've all heard this argument before but what it comes down to when we look at safety how it used to be we'd wait till something happened and then then we'd fix it even to this day we we implement a bunch of programs and training kind of as a broadsword approach to hopefully mitigate risk without really knowing what's going on in our system that is one of the largest benefits of a safety management system is that it gets us in touch and really helps us explore the system in which we operate. When we talk about implementing safety management, when we talk about looking at the processes and the interfaces and how hazards can emerge, measure these processes to determine if they're performing well, um, but we can start seeing these signals before something happens. In the old days, we never really looked at the system so closely. We looked at the outcome of the system. That's probably one of the largest benefits of a safety management system. Leaders may not always understand that. And, and sometimes we need to put it in business speak. So when talking to a leader, well, they're going to want to know what safety management is. You're going to say, well, we need a safety management system. Well, what is a safety management system? If we go at them with, well, it's, you know, four components, 12 elements and blah, blah, blah. And it's feedback loop and all this. You know, you only have so much time and you want to make the biggest bang for that buck. I think it's important to mention that the safety management system, it's not just another fad or a box to check. And leaders get weary about that. You know, just spending money on something that's going to fizzle the next five, 10 years, whatever it may be. But safety management is here to stay. And I truly believe that because I think it's probably the most effective way to express a why of making sure everybody comes home at night. And I'll get in that, to that in a second. When we look at a safety management system, mentioning that it is a proactive way of managing safety, when putting it in their language, it's almost a business approach to safety. Because when you look at business, we have to be strategic, right? I mean, we have to understand the market, we have to understand pricing points, and we have to know to build the best product to match that market and price it effectively so that we sell X number of units to make a profit. Safety management is not too much different. Uh, we are managing resources and we're being proactive and we're being strategic in order to manipulate and move the resources around to prevent uh, something bad from happening within the organization. So, and we're using measurements and we're managing resources, like I said, so it is kind of a business approach to safety. I think important though is uh, what we mentioned before is we're not, we're not just waiting for something to happen, but we are leveraging the science of management to identify and control problems before they happen. Just like we would look at the market and start looking at signals the market was turning one way or the other so that we can adjust our responses to ensure that we remain profitable. 
the same thing when we look at a bit at safety management systems. You know, it's interesting because in our organizations, we have management systems for various other things to ensure that we have a successful organization, such as like human resource management. We have asset management systems. We have financial management systems, which is probably the one we're most familiar with. And, you know, when talking to a CEO, it says you have these policies, you have these processes and these tools and people doing things regarding finances and financial assets. And why are we doing that? And the CEO says, so we don't go bankrupt. Well, exactly. In, in a safety management system, we have processes and policies and people doing things for the aim of not going bankrupt in terms of safety. And I think another selling point too, when talking to our leaderships, because leaders understand culture. I mean, culture is a multi-million dollar business in terms of consulting on it and teaching on it. Safety culture is actually a component of organizational culture. When you implement safety management, it has a positive impact on safety culture, which in turn has a positive impact on the safety management system. But the net effect is that culture improves in the organization, even if it's just that one component, but it does improve in the organization, which could have a spillover effect. And when CEOs are sitting here, especially today with a retention of employees, having a robust culture is something that should be at the fore of their mind. Getting into another benefit of safety management or what safety management is, if you mention the triple bottom line, they should be familiar with that, especially organization uh, sustainability. When the triple bottom line being uh, people, profits, and environment, when OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration of the United States, it actually sees SMS as part of a sustainable and socially responsible organization because it is addressing that P, that people within the organization. Today, kind of the buzz phrase is having a socially responsible organization and you know which is part of sustainability having the safety management system adds to that triple bottom line which the ceo should also understand what really needs to be instilled in the ceo is that in order to support the safety management system they really need to get in touch with the most important why why we're doing this and sometimes they don't see that they see okay this is something that you know it's either regulatory impetus or it's something that industry or insurance is making us do. They really need to understand the why of safety management. And if we can frame it that the safety management system is only a way. It is the what we are doing. It addresses the why we're doing it. And the why that we really need to help the CEO understand is one, as the accountable executive, and let's even get rid of that safety management speak, as the leader of the organization, the organization is on his watch or her watch, that they can ensure a safe workplace for all their employees so that everybody goes home at night. And I had mentioned that before earlier, but that idea of everybody going home at night on my watch, that's what I desire. I do not want a major injury or even worse yet a death on my watch. So what is the best way for me to protect against that so I can secure my watch and show that my reign, if you will, or my tenure here at the organization was a productive one? and it will be remembered as such. Also, besides people, the assets, you know, they cost a lot of money. Arguably, the human is a lot more valuable than any asset that an organization can have. It's the most valuable asset. Your other assets, your infrastructure is also protected. And the CEO um, should understand that the safety management system is the what to address the why, that we want to protect our people and our assets so that we can be sustainable. When we get off the why of SMS, we can start talking about risk. And CEOs do understand risk. When we have a safety management management system, it gives us a better understanding of the risk we are facing in our operations. So it can kind of 
give light to where we're liable. And CEOs should be really keyed into that because they want to know what their liabilities are. They want to know where they can be covered. They want to know the risk associated leading to the liabilities. And with that safety management system gives us the data to make better decisions. And that should really appeal to the CEOs because we're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and see if it sticks. We're not doing that anymore in terms of safety. We now have information from the data that we're measuring within our operating system. And that information informs to help us make the most efficient and effective decisions. And that's what we want to do. We don't want to spend $2 million on a training program if that training program is not worth it, if it's not going to address our problem. That would really appeal to a CEO so we can spend more smartly. We can utilize our human resources more smartly. And we can only do that with the information that we get from the safety management system. One of the biggest benefits of safety management, and I'm going to back this up about you know, it's about 30,000 foot view here. But in the context of organizational excellence, that's kind of a hefty phrase. Just let that one sit for a second. Organizational excellence. A big part of organizational excellence is an organization that is continuously improving. Not continually improving. We did a podcast on that, but continuously improving. That they're striving to always be better. And safety management system, as we know, because we know SMS, that continuous improvement is a big part of safety management. This idea of continuous improvement, the safety management system uh, affords us the determining and deploying measurements to monitor risk controls and processes. We talked about that. Um, it also begs, if you will, um, to have a self-evaluation through IEP and even encouragement of external evaluations. It's this formalized approach to that through data and self-evaluation and external evaluation that can show where we have shortcomings. We can fix those shortcomings and we're becoming better through fixing those. So we're continuously trying to find where we might be deficient and fixing those deficiencies. And I will take it a step further that even if we're not deficient, we're always seeking best industry practices and we're finding the best way to effectively and efficiently mitigate risk or increase safety capacity within the organization. So that's a big part of it is the continuous improvement. And then as I mentioned, implementing a safety management system has a positive effect on the safety culture. And the safety culture strengthening then has a positive effect on the execution of the safety management system. So I want you to think about that for a second, that when we do it, and, and we see this sometimes in the steps, you know, do you remember the five levels of organizational maturity? Do you remember bureaucratic? And then we go into proactive and then we go into generative. But it's that bureaucratic stage where we're just doing it. We're checking the box. We probably start there. That has a feedback on the culture where, okay, now this box checking now becomes habit and becomes part of who we are. And and we start embracing that and the culture gets stronger, which then moves us into a more robust safety management system where maybe we're doing things where it's more ingrained in our operations rather than being something that is bolt on. So there is this net feedback, positive feedback that we have when implementing safety management on the culture. And leaders, as I said earlier, are very in tune with the idea of having a strong organizational culture. It's something that is very, very important to leadership, especially when we're looking at productivity, the concern today, people being committed to their organization. The labor field is, is taking a blow. We need to start thinking of things that can help people become more, uh, not only committed to their organization, but have an affective commitment, which means they have like a, I'm in love with my organization. I know that sounds a little sounds a little hokey, but but that's the idea that, that I love my organization. But when we go into this with the CEO, so what we've laid out is why SMS, what it is, how it's related to other management systems we have in the organization 
organization, how it lends to identifying liabilities, mitigating liabilities, and gives the information needed to make effective decisions. And importantly, it needs to come from the why that we're that on his or her watch that we're implementing something that can help everybody go home at night. The question may come then, okay, then what do you need from me? And that's where you say, okay, sir, <laughs> okay, ma'am, uh, this is what we need from you. We need a commitment that you will provide or authorize the resources that are needed to support the safety management system and also mitigate risk. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So, so you're asking money right off the top of the bat? No, 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 we're not asking for money, but we need people that are gonna to commit to the safety management system. If we have information that says we need a certain control, we don't have to come beg for the money. It has to be available. The safety management system needs to have a commitment of resources, just like any other management system in your organization. And he or she's like, okay, what else do you need? Well, sir, ma'am, I need you to be engaged. Well, what does that mean? Well, I don't need you to say, just go do it and then close your door. Never, ever engage with the safety management system again. That's not going to work. We need your support, not only from the resource side, but also from engagement side. So you need to understand what the risks are that the organization is facing. And if you're a flight department, okay, what are the risks in the flight department? What are the risks that we're facing? Because even the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, if he or she is the accountable executive, gets on that plane, they probably want to know the risks that they're facing if they're being mitigated because there's a lot of exposure there. So you need to be engaged. That's important. Next, what else do you need? Well, sir, ma'am, I need you to support the justness and culture so we can encourage information from the front line. Because you remember me telling you the safety management system has the tools to garner information about the risk uh, and how our processes are working. Well, a lot of that comes from the front line. So we need them to report. And if they're going to report, they need to have a sense of psychological safety, which means that they need to know that they are safe reporting, that they're not going to get fired for a slip, lapse, or error, or they're not going to get fired for reporting something that's deficient in the organization. They have to feel safe doing that, and you need to support that. You need to support that mindset. Okay, well, what else? Well, safety needs a seat at the table. Well, what does that mean? Well, a lot of times we see safety, it's like a safety manager that sits under a chief pilot that maybe sits under assistant chief pilot, whatever it may be, safety is kind of put down the hall in the last door to the left. And safety really needs to be at that table when organizational decisions are being made. Especially if it's a Fortune 500, I'm not say, hey, saying that you have to have a seat on the board, but when it comes into operating, how it's gonna impact flight operations, or if you're in a flight organization, what you're gonna be doing in the future, safety should be there in helping guide those decisions. Because sometimes the safety is the sound of reason. Sometimes uh, they can provide good insight in how this can be done. We talked about integrative thinking, you know, having a paradox, holding two things in tension. Safety can provide that other side. Also, a seat at the table means we have to be part of the strategic planning as well in terms of budget. So that kind of goes back to the, the required resources. Safety has to have a budget. Running the safety management system does cost money. How much? Well, it doesn't have to be exorbitant, but it's going to cost money either in time or in financial assets. Safety really needs to have a budget. We need to know that for every single thing, we don't have to go with hat in hand saying, mother may I. So we have to be part of that strategic planning. Uh, from that aspect, the CEO has to understand that he or she has to hold the line managers accountable to their SMS duties because there is nothing more frustrating than getting the green light to do a safety management system but you always have that one manager who doesn't think this is a good idea and prioritizes his or her safety management duties as such when it comes to promoting hazard identification in their function or when it comes to establishing measurement or understanding what risk controls are failing or when it comes to developing corrective actions or implementing corrective actions you might have a manager that's just going to put that as last priority if 
blow it off altogether. And so the leader, the accountable executive, the CEO has to commit to holding those managers accountable. That needs to be in the policy saying that managers will do this. It has to be part of their job description. Now the leader could say this is part of your job description. This is what I expect of you. Either do this or find another bus to get on. Because if you don't have a manager doing his or her job, that's going to derail a lot of the efforts that you're making for an effective safety management system. And then finally, and probably most importantly, the CEO is going to be, well, what else do you need me to do? Well, sir, well, ma'am, I just need you to lead. I need you to be present. I need you to be there. If you're going to be a hands-off leadership style, then the safety management system and everything that we're trying to work for could go awry. We need you to be present. It doesn't mean micromanaging. We need you to be present. We need you to lead. Leadership has a profound impact on culture, not just safety culture. It has a profound impact on the general organizational culture. And how that leader leads is going to determine what kind of culture uh, emerges. But still, we need them to lead. And importantly, and we talked about this in other podcasts, but leadership is key in developing safety citizens. You might say, well, what's a safety citizen? Well, safety citizen are those individuals that will do things that are not part of their role, not part of their expectations. They'll do them anyway to better the safety within the organization. And most of the stuff we're asking them to do in the safety management system is not in their job description. Reporting a hazard, reporting an error, reporting something they see that's not right. That's something that is above and beyond their job description that they're taking the time to do to better the safety in the organization. That's a safety citizen. And those are what we want in the organization. And leadership, leadership is key to developing safety citizens. You may not have 10 or 15 minutes talking to your CEO. Um, there's some salient points here that you can pull out okay, when you're trying to convince your leader of the importance of implementing a safety management system. If we hit it with, well, it's going to be regulatory. When's it going to be regulatory? Well, another year, year and a half, maybe. Okay, well, we'll address it then. No, that's not what we want. That's not going to carry weight. They need to understand the other aspects of safety management. And I think framing it in the language that they're familiar with and more of a business approach when we talk about things when we talk about a business approach to safety when we talk about strategic planning when we talk about the triple bottom line when we talk about understanding liability in the organization and organizational risk and when we talk about organizational excellence these are things that the CEOs should clue in on it might help to frame the discussion going in with a whole bunch of points maybe pick one or two if you have a chance if you have their ear and kind of expand on that one point or those two points but I hope this was helpful a lot of stuff we do is not easy and this kind of probably falls into that category especially if we have really reticent ceos but it doesn't mean that we as safety people can't be safety leaders that's kind of what i think we are leader leadership's not about position it's about influence it's about impact and we can lead even from below we can still influence and, and that's our job and that's what we want to do we want to lead our leaders in understanding the importance of safety management anyway thanks for tuning in i would love to hear from you whether it's something you want to hear or what you're thinking on the podcast so far or things that we can improve on. We'd just love to hear from you, even if you want to send me a joke. <laughs> and I'll tell it as long as it's G-rated. But yeah, I, I just love to hear from you. Just really appreciative that, that you tuned in. I'm also really appreciative to what you're all doing out there. Until next time, be safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. 
Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit BaldwinSMS.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.